wish upon a star. Welcome, podcast fans and friends, to this next top 10 episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Uh, if you're new, we do these every so often. Um, we have done a top 10 horror two-parter, a top 10 Marvel that was in two parts. Uh, last Around this time last year, we did a top 10 Christmas movies. And so I wanted to do something similar this year, but having already covered Christmas movies, my thought was basically, what else do you watch around this time of year? So I, I, my thoughts went to family movies, and that immediately led me to Pixar. Disney. No, <laughs> that would have been no, more Disney. Disney first, Pixar next year. So there's, oh, there's a quick spoiler and uh, yeah, <laughs> exclusive for the audience. But yeah, so I thought, you know, um, we, we would do top 10 Disney films, meaning specifically the Disney animated classics, since there is now 61 of them. There's plenty to choose from. Um, so that was the proviso that we had going in, was that it had to be from them. Uh, first of all, let me say, I was supposed to be joined by my sister, who you will know from the top 10 Christmas movies. But unfortunately, she's not feeling too well, uh, so she wasn't able to make the recording. Um, again, this is pretty typical of me and DK's look when it comes to guests. But, uh, it tends to be more the Star Trek podcast that happens to. But uh, regardless, she did send me her top 10 list. So I will be reading it out on her behalf. Obviously, I don't have any reasons for it unless they're things that I know because, you know, we grew up together. So if we have childhood memories, chances are there's going to be the same one. Um, so, yeah, without any further ado, then, uh, as I said, if you haven't seen this before, what we do is we have a panel of experts. So there's three of us plus one oh, in absentis. Oh. <laughs> well, we have a panel of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you are new to this, we have um, the panel of guests here of experts, shall we say. Uh, we will basically all give our lists. Uh, we will rank them and we'll go in reverse order. So we'll start with our number 10 right the way to our number one. Uh, I will allot each one of those a score depending on their placement. So the number 10 gets one point, the number nine gets two, and so on and so forth. Then I will do the maths at the end, hopefully within the time that we are able to do it, to try and figure out an overall top 10 for the podcast based on the four people. Uh, and as I said, I am one of them. I'm Mike Wilson, your regular sort of host on the Silver Screen podcast. My sister, Denise Wilson, couldn't be here, or Denise Greatrex, I should say, married name, couldn't be here. Um, but she did give me her list, so she will be included on the uh, the four experts. And I said, uh, I'm also... That's going to be news to your brother-in-law. <laughs> No, no, you're all right. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by my usual co-host, DK. Hello. Uh, he's also here to give us Disney opinions. And we are joined by regular recurring guest and unofficial third member of the podcast for now, <laughs> Will Templar. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just going to shit how Bolt into our top 10. Like our combined top 10 <laughs> is going to be Bolt at number one. I can see it already. <laughs> Well, if it's at your number one, it gets 10 points, so it's got a good chance. Because when we did the top 10 horror, I know there was a couple of things that people had at number one. Um, and actually, top 10 DC, Joker got into it just purely based on the fact that Theo had it as his number one. So oh, yeah. I didn't realize he liked it so yeah. much. All right, I'll just go yeah. out my number one and put a bolt in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> We've got to be doing this fair. We are we are on the honor system. We have to come up with a proper top ten for the podcast, and we yes. have to be nice, and the people have to know that we are. Taking I take this very serious. Yes, I realize the system. <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, I will say as well, we we I don't know about the other two as such, but I know we haven't probably seen all of the Disney films. Uh, like I said, there are sixty one, so it's a big ask, but. That's fine, because when we were doing horror films, we obviously hadn't seen every horror film in the world. So Surprise, surprise, and, you uh, and Fear yeah. on an episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You've covered no, um, So, 
<laughs> so with the like with the horror ones, if something comes up that we haven't seen, then it's perhaps worth the you know noting it down and going and putting that top of the list to watch. But I did actually ask DK for a few to watch that I might not have seen that he would recommend. So I did do a couple of uh, a couple of days worth of binging, and I have seen now I think thirty four or thirty five out of the sixty one. I'm well past half, um, so that's good. DK, I think you were saying you're only missing what like five of them that you haven't seen. Yeah, I'm a big Disney. Nerd. Awesome. You're the biggest. You're, so you're the resident actual Disney expert on this one. Um, and Will, you right. were saying you've probably scraped 10 together. Yeah. I saw the week I was on eight Disney films watched and now I'm on 10. Thank God. So just by virtue of having been watched, it will make your top 10. Then yeah. you I effectively watched well, Moana and Pinocchio and I was like, yeah, that would do. I hope you didn't watch the live action Pinocchio. That thing was. No, uh, no, I didn't. Thank God. <laughs> it's not even Disney. Anyway. It's yeah, but it wouldn't count for this because it's live action. But yeah, Go yeah, live action, uh, live action remakes don't count. We might do a separate one for that at some point because I'm one of the oh, few people really? that actually quite enjoys most of them. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. you you like Aladdin so much. I think what the hell, Michael? That's good, man. Seriously. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, without any further ado, then that's going to explain everything. Don't worry, you will keep up as we go. If you're not 100 percent sure, it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, but we will start before we get into our top tens with honourable mentions, as we always do. Uh, obviously, in the case of Will, that's going to be pretty <laughs> easy because he doesn't have any. <laughs> yeah, I'm not clear. DK, I know I have five, and then just something I wanted to talk about. Did you want to? Did you have probably the same? And you want to go first? I, I, I've just counted them up. I've got about eight. Is that okay? Eight. It's our podcast. You can make the rules if you want to, man. Okay, then. Go for it. I'm going to go honourable mentions, which is probably going to give quite a lot away about my uh, my top ten, but there you go. I'm going to start off with uh, Oliver and Company, just because all the music's by Billy Joel. That's why I love that one. Uh, Hero 06, uh, Aristocats, Wreck-It Ralph, Aladdin, Princess and the Frog, because it was the last traditional real animation that Disney did, and I think it's just fantastic. Uh Adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod, because it's a, an annual favourite in this house. And you make want to like half of it. <laughs> yes, yes. And Make Mine Music, hence the uh, the avatar of Willy the Operatic Whale. And... I, I just realised <laughs> I've now seen Eleven, Wreck of Ralph. I have seen that film. For some reason, oh, well, there you go. Really blanked out. God damn it. I didn't see it on the list. Should we go over what the 61 films are for the purposes of the audience? <laughs> no. Yeah, just for the heck of it. I'm more than willing to if you want. We've already had the case top 18. Let's stick with it. Let's stick with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, before we go any further, I almost forgot as well, by the way, there will be some things in here that are not particularly PC, particularly when it comes to the older Disney films. That does happen. Um, just to let you guys know, we're not condoning it or anything. Yeah, yeah, some of these films, they will include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Um, these stereotypes were wrong then and they're wrong now, but rather than ignore this content and write off the whole movie, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Uh, and we, like Disney, are committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. Um, to learn more about this and about how stories have impacted society, do visit Disney.com slash Stories Matter with a capital S and a capital M. But yeah, suffice to say, we are um, not condoning any of the negative things. There are movies that are beloved from our childhood that we fully acknowledge now have some things in that are very troubling. Um, and, you know, if we don't mention it, just be assured we do know and we're not condoning that. Um, but yeah, going forward, we didn't want to completely wipe out these movies from existence, shall we say. So uh, with that handled, 
uh, I'm going to jump on to my honourable mentions then. Um, the first thing I wanted to say is um, I have, I, I think I'm the only one here who has seen the most recent Disney film at time of recording, which is Strange World. Um, so but it didn't make my top 10 and I don't think it's particularly good enough to give an honourable mention. I just wanted to mention it because I'd seen it in this way. I don't have to do a full review. Um, so I just wanted to say that of of Strange World, it would probably be somewhere in the middle of the sort of 61 Disney films. The story itself is a nice throwback pulp fantasy tale uh, that you don't really see anymore. So that's refreshing. Refreshing. It had a cool twist that I won't spoil, which I appreciated. The voice acting is great with a fairly streamlined cast who do a good job, especially selling family dynamics and drama that relationships can cause. It's a generational story of mostly fathers and sons. And if that doesn't interest you, then you probably won't love the movie. There are two or three well-defined, powerful female characters, but they're never really given any focus. Uh, there's also two cute sidekicks, as you often get in these things. Uh, I will say, though, on the negative side, the animation of it is just dreadful. There's a couple of good sequences that are animated in a pop art style that are good, but the main animation doesn't really work for me. Um, the performances, I think, are let down by that. And there's not really anything super fresh or new, so there wasn't anything that came off as, you know, oh, this is groundbreaking new stuff. So my overall score would have been three stars out of five, I think, for Strange World. Um, so just to get that out of the way, uh, my actual honourable mentions then, there's only, I think, five. Um, so these would almost be in the top ten, but not quite. And they were The Jungle Book, which um, I saw in childhood and, and liked a lot, but I just don't think holds up and doesn't have any particularly, all that many memorable songs. There's only really two maybe three. Uh, the Rescuers Down Under, which I can remember watching and loving as a kid and having the storybook of and everything, but the only thing I can remember about it now is that I loved John Candy as the voice of the um, albatross thing yeah. in it, and that it was a cool adventure and had cool sort of action scenes. Um, I couldn't really put it on the top ten based on that memory, but I do remember watching it. Uh, similarly, Basil the Great Mouse Detective, or just the Great Mouse Detective if you're not in England, I remember relatively well, but I don't think it was particularly great, just that it was it was always weird to me that these mice just emulated Sherlock Holmes who did exist and that was kind of bizarre and I have this image of like animated fog covered Victorian London and fighting Rattigan and everything so enjoyed it not quite in the top 10 um, 101 Dalmatians also was another one we watched a lot in childhood but the fact that it doesn't really have anything in it there's no song other than the kind of villain song and again watching it back as an adult which I have done not that recently, but relatively, uh, it was a little bit more boring. Uh, and having just watched it today, literally like an hour or so I finished uh, finished it, I wanted to throw Tangled on my honourable mentions. Didn't quite make the top ten, but I did enjoy it very much. So, yeah, that's all of my honourable mentions handled. Uh, so, thoughts on the, the honourable mentions, chaps, and on the Disney old content warning and such? Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely with regards to that. I mean... I'm probably going to be the one with uh, with most of the older movies on my list because uh, obviously I'm a, quite a bit older than at least one of you. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> some of them, yeah, some of them don't hold up particularly well with certain representations through a modern lens. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I mean, there is a problem with quite a few Disney movies when you t when you look at it like that. But it is what it is. You form a connection. I mean. A, you know, when we look back at, uh, you remember when we did the ET review, and neither of us particularly mm -hmm. hammered because we didn't have that connection. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the reverse. You have that connection with Disney movies, even though some of them, when you look back at them, are more than a little problematic. But, uh, but yeah, I think you've got some decent choices on there, mate. And I'm glad that uh, I managed to 
recommend at least one that's in your honorables. And because of that, I also know that you've got one in your top 10 now. So Indeed. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think the best way to do this then. So I don't want to put Will on the spot. I'm thinking, as, as you can see on the screen now, maybe we go clockwise. So I start with mine, then we get yours, DK, then Will's, then I read out my sister's, then start back again with mine. And we just kind of go around like that. Is that all right with everyone? Yeah, yeah that's fine. Awesome. Uh, in that case, let me start with my number 10. Right, my number 10 is a film that I literally just watched on DK's recommendation today, and it made my top 10, and it is Moana. <laughs> because I really liked this film, and uh, I uh, I was talking to DK and said that like I decided to try to watch as many as I could in order of the Disney films I hadn't seen, so I'd trundled through a lot of old 40s kind of... Um, you know, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, meeting other cultures, having songs and stuff, which was a slog and a half. Um, and then I watched this earlier today and was like, this is incredible. I'm kind of, I'm gutted that I missed out on this at the time, which was like, what, six years ago? Um, but all I can say is that it's fantastic. The story is brilliant. It speaks to the kind of intrepid voyager, I think, in all of our hearts, certainly in mine. I thought the voice acting, particularly by, um, and I'm going to butcher this name, Orly Carvalho, um and uh, and obviously Dwayne the Rock Johnson was both great the animation was fantastic in a complete sort of 360 from my thoughts on the animation for Strange World um I loved how it looked and everything I thought it was a great little adventure I found the you know <laughs> the bizarre chicken to be weirdly amusing and, oh uh, yeah. god I hey 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 he's so <laughs> nah. so, fun but I don't like him I'm sorry I just thought it was so funny and yeah um but yeah it was a great it, I, I can't I, if I have a slight criticism the reason why it didn't get higher than this is that I think the pacing is slightly off it does devote a little too much time to the setup of uh, Moana's island life and kind of the familiar you know parent doesn't want you to go off kind of storyline that we've seen a million times and I think I was wanting to just get onto the sea and meet Maui a lot sooner um but yeah, other, and other than that, like I said, there's some very familiar beats and stuff. But it does get credit for me for having a heroine who isn't just all about finding a, a man to settle down with. So yeah. yeah, those are my thoughts on Moana. I will remove that and we'll go uh, to you, DK, for your number 10. Okay, and uh, my number 10 is The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, okay. You did uh, tell me to watch this yesterday, and I did, and I enjoyed it well enough, but yeah. So. Uh, I remember it being, everybody was obsessed with this movie uh, in the place I work when it was released, and I mean, we had a discussion about this earlier, in that it's good, but not as great as everybody makes out to be. Uh, I know somebody listening to this podcast right now is going to be extremely pissed at me saying that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. It's 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 just not perfect, but I have to include it in my top ten because it always gives me gives me a laugh. And Eartha Kitt and Patrick Warburton as Yzma and Kronk are just a terrific double act. I can do without David Spade if I've been honest. I just I you know I could just <laughs> I don't believe they did a sequel, Kronk's New Groove, which I haven't I seen. But yeah, uh, Eartha Kitt and Patrick Warburton steal the show for me. And I love the little Tom Jones dude at the start singing. He was cool. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't make my list or honourable mentions just because I thought it was, it was very short and very. It seemed quite slight. There wasn't really a lot of story there, and I I missed the kind of songs that you get in the Disney musicals. I guess. Yeah, yeah I know there's a song at the start and like one over the credits, but and as you said, I'm not a fan of David Spade. So the fact that he was the lead 
was just draining to me after a while. Um, yeah. Plus, I do think I was kind of railing against the critical opinion because I was like, I can see why it's popular, but you'd think people had just never seen slapstick before because this is really basic stuff, you know? Um, it is, but I don't think it's something that you'd seen a lot of in uh, in Disney up until that point. And the, the, the prevailing attitude of where I worked at the time, which was a software company, it was it was a lot of grown men and they fell in love with Disney. <laughs> and I think it was precisely because up until that point, Disney'd still kind of got that vibe about it that it was all for you know younger children so when something yeah. like this came out with you know i mean uh, the problem despite the problems that we have with him a lot of people do like david spade mm. so uh a lot of grown men fell in love with this movie and as i say i there's one of them that i know he's given his feedback for this and he's going to be pissed that this is not higher <laughs> on my but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Maybe I went in with too higher expectations. So when I finally saw it, I thought, yeah, it's good. It's it's just not brilliant. But I do think it's good enough to put on my top 10, even though it's uh, it's at the bottom. That's fair enough. I, I wasn't that fond of the story as well, because I thought it was so basic, the idea of like, he's a spoiled brat, and then he will learn the error of his ways. And I was like, this is, I've seen this so many times before. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, enough of me being all over that. Um, Will, without spoiling anything, have you even... Or, uh, just to hear Kronk sing his theme as he's trying to be stealthy. So, yeah, again, without giving away if it's in your list, have you even seen The Emperor's New Groove, Will, out of curiosity? Oh, I haven't, no. We'll, we'll jump to... Oh, I should have said as well, that means, obviously, as, as they're number 10, that, that gives one point to Moana from me and one point to The Emperor's New Groove from DK. Um, so, yeah. Will, what's your number 10 film that you're giving one point to? Uh, my number 10 is Frozen 2013. Oh, okay, I see. So uh, my cousin loved it, so I had to watch it as a teen. So I was kind of, what's the word? Dumbstruck when it was actually a nice film. Like, what <laughs> what lets it down is the sister villain storyline with the boyfriend. I just didn't like that at all. Probably because it was, like, a little bit oversimplified. Yeah. But again, for a film that otherwise doesn't have much humour in it. Um... I, I do like how Olaf is included, and he's so much better than Hey Hey in Moana. I'm oh, okay. No, oh, it's Olaf, man. It's Olaf. Um, <laughs> yeah, Omni. I watched it with my female cousin, and because it's such a touching film about sisterhood, it kind of just resonated with me. Uh, it's slightly boring, I think, but it mm. picks up, and I enjoy the songs. But Let It Go really pisses me off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? In any other context, in the movie itself, like if it plays on the radio in the car or in a store when I'm working, it just pisses me off. I'm like, no, for the film, for Disney magic, but not on the radio while I'm living my life, okay? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm liking that context. I feel like it was, yeah, it was over overblown perhaps. And there's maybe a film on my list where a song from it would have had similar treatment where you grow to hate the song because out of yeah. context, people latch onto it and it just gets played to death. So I can see I where mean, you're coming from, but yeah, yeah I do think yeah. Let It Go is a great song. <laughs> I haven't seen it in ages, and like with most of the films today, I'm just waffling. I'd give it a 3.5 if you're interested in my score. Okay, that's fair enough. So I mean, that's why it's in 10th place as opposed to any higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't It didn't make my list just because I have seen it, but like you, I just thought like it's. it seems like it's way extended from where it should be, and a lot of it is boring and seems like padding. Um, and there are some great songs in it, don't get me wrong, but like you, it's like Let It Go has been, although I recognize that's a fantastic song, it's just been played to death now. So, yeah, 
and I feel for all the parents, including my brother, who has to listen to it all the time. So, yeah. But anyway, that gives Frozen uh, one point from you, which I should oh, probably yeah. write in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, mate. Because otherwise, I will forget that it's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're in trouble, aren't we? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to jump over to my sister's list then. Her number 10 on her list is uh, Disney's version of Peter Pan. Um, now... Oh. Let me say, I do like this film and I have seen it, but for me, it relates to the whole kind of controversy type thing. The depiction of the Native Americans in Peter Pan is horrible. It's horrendous, which is what knocked it off of my honorable mentions. It wouldn't necessarily have made the top 10, but I do enjoy lots of it. I like the Never Smile at a Crocodile song. I think uh, like Captain Hook is a well-played villain. There's lots of cool adventure and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I do think there are better versions maybe even of this story. Um, but regardless, it's number 10 on my sister's list, and uh, it does get one point from her. So, <laughs> Will, have you seen that one? <laughs> I have not, Michael. I, I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get so, it. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot to catch up on, so you know these are all recommendations, I guess. Of course, yeah. Um, I, so I'm going to start from the start and then make my way to the end because I've seen uh, quite a few of the new I ones. don't recommend doing that because you'll give up part, part way through because it's draining. I would go backwards if I was you, to be perfectly honest. Fair yeah, enough. but then it, it kind of ends... It's kind of downhill at the end and it's a bit... That's true. Yeah, I don't mm. know then. Start from the start and just make my way through, I think. I like it. I like doing it like that, so why not? That's fair enough. Um, well, we're back to me then, in that case, to give my number nine and the movie that gets two points. Uh, I believe it was on your honourable mentions, DK. Uh, my number nine is Wreck-It Ralph, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, I know that your issue with it, DK, is that you think it's just Easter eggs. It's not, by the way. There's one scene that has an Easter egg. No, no, no. My issue is it's not enough. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's all right. Yeah, but then the sequel really overkilled it with the whole Disney princess support meeting and stuff. So yeah, I'd rather I'd rather keep it like with the, the story being unique. And I think it is a great story. So I loved the way that it built up this sort of arcade world and these characters. I thought they were really cool. I was pleasantly surprised to see uh, or to hear Jane Lynch <laughs> doing a voice in there. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought John C. Riley was great. Obviously, Jack McBray was good. But the star of the show for me is Sarah Silverman. Is this the, is this the film where which is set in a video game? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's oh, set in a video I've game. I've seen this film as well. God, I've really enjoyed this one as well. Oh, Experts, on this Experts. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I mean, you can alter your list on the fly if you want, but we've got your number ten, so it's gonna yeah. have to be higher than that. Um, okay. Yeah. It's so. the frozen. <laughs> My bad, sorry. Well, if you want to chuck it on your list now that you've remembered it, that's fair enough. I did offer to go over what the sixty-one movies are. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I think I think it's a great story. Um, I think there's part of it where it sags. That's why it doesn't get me really a higher place. Like when it goes to the uh, Candy Land kind of car game type thing, it starts to drag a little bit. And I'll be honest, even though I love the guy, Alan Tudyk is stupidly over the top as King Candy to a point where it just gets annoying after a while. But I think the film, the, for me, it's kind of what makes it is the glorious ending and how kind of sweet it is. Um, and how it has that great message despite also being cool and kind of, you know, cool stuff that we're into, like video games and stuff. So that's the reason why it makes it to my number nine spot and gets two points from me. So we know that you've seen it then. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. I'm not going to add it to my list because uh, uh, I'm very content with my list. But yeah, it's a banging film. 
Okay, well, it's worth mentioning that you have seen it then, and maybe you would have chucked it on your honorable mentions if you I, remembered it existed. Yeah, it would have been in my top <laughs> 10, to be honest with you. Okay, well, we can always mention that anyway and just say, you know, it would yeah, have been, yeah. but eh, it is what it is. And sorry, audience, I am going to just keep asking Will if he's even seen these because I'm just curious. <laughs> and uh, it's... Well, I, I've seen Wreck Ralph. I didn't see the first one, I did see DK's first one. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to ask DK since I know there's only five he hasn't seen. So <laughs> it's a dumb question. What was it, by the way? I, I presume Wreck It Ralph was in your honorable mentions. Yes. So what was it that stopped you from putting it on the, the top 10? It's it's good, but as I said, I, I like the start, but it kind of, I don't know, it just kind of meandered a bit towards the uh, the middle and towards the end for me. As you say, Turek, as much as I love Alan Turek, he was a bit over the top in that. Mm. Uh, I mean, I did like what they did with the characters, which is more than can be said for the sequel. But Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the sequel is a disaster. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, it's like it's like some others that ended up in my honourable mentions. There are certain scenes that really, I really love, but then the rest of it is kind of, yeah. And I think <laughs> if it weren't for those scenes, it just it, they wouldn't be anywhere near my list. Right, got you. Okay. Uh, well, well, over to you next then for your number nine. And what are you giving two points to? Okay, for two points. I'm going right back to the start with 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Ah, the very first Disney animated classic. And yeah. classic it is. It, it's a film that would probably have been very close to my list. But yeah, go take it away. Why, why do you adore the first ever Disney animated classic. There's there's a lot of these I associate with emotion, which let's be honest, it's Disney. It's it's part and parcel of what they're selling. And I went and saw this when I was very young with my mother. I should point out to the audience, I'm not actually that old. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, it was a re-release. It wasn't 1938 yeah, or whatever yeah. that you saw it. I mean. <laughs> uh, this is obviously in the days before home cinema. So every so often, Disney used to re-release these movies at the cinema. So I had the the pleasure of seeing a lot of the older movies at the cinema with my uh, with my mother. And this is one of the first that I saw, and it stuck with me. Uh, it's looking back on it now, it's not perfect. It meanders a little. Uh, the pacing's not great. It can be a little slow at times. <laughs> but considering it kicked everything off. I think I still think the animation holds up great, and uh, the Queen, when she's that old woman, still scares the Bee Gees out of me. Yeah, a lot of those uh, a lot of those scenes with the evil Queen and the animations on everything, it's quite scary for a kids movie, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you look at it now, we're almost a hundred years, and you know, give or take yeah. a deck coming off of this. Uh, just before I give my thoughts, then because it's not in my list, obviously, Will, have you seen Snow White? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will say that despite what I was saying to you earlier about not starting at the beginning, I think this is actually a perfect starting point because it is a really good movie. I'm, I'm concerned it might not hold up if you haven't grown up seeing it because, like DK, I have. So I've seen no, it like, no, no. I'm very so many times. Sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I'd enjoy That's it, fair enough. Cool. Well, I've seen it a lot, but I, I like it a lot, but it's just a little bit. Maybe it's just because I have seen it so many times, so it's one of those things where it's so ingrained in my memory that I don't think of it. But yeah, looking at it now, a lot of the animation's great. The voice acting's incredible. Mm. I can't really think why. I mean, Will, uh, I think what we're on is your number nine. What are we? Nine. Yeah, so what are yeah, we giving two points to? I'm giving two points to the film that you gave one point to. Moana. Moana. Okay. Yeah. Why are you surprised by that? I don't know. <laughs> Before I, just, I was going to go higher with it? 
No, I was I wasn't sure it would necessarily make your list because I know you've only Dude, I've seen ten. Well, twelve apparently, well, but yeah. yeah, apparently more, but yeah. Well, yeah, ten. Uh, here's the thing: I had only watched ten at the start of this recording, and now suddenly I've watched twelve. So hey ho, what the hell's going on? But uh, <laughs> yeah, Marana, um, I watched this one a couple of years ago. Not sure when it came out, uh, but and nevertheless, I watched a couple of years ago Sky Cinema. Uh, with the cousins, I thought the songs were brilliant, and as you said, the voice acting is just, you know, sublime. And I think the singing as well, mm. it's like it's never been better. And I think Dwayne John- Johnson like surprised the hell out of me. He was fantastic, and I think he really yeah. holds up as a singer. Um, I even heard one of the songs on the radio the other day, so it's still you know big. It's still a really big song. You know, the "You're Welcome" song, very popular. Yeah, "You're Welcome" was such a good song. I heard it and was like, "This is so catchy!" Immediately, and I was yeah. surprised how good of a singer the Rock is when he does that. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like the first time I've ever heard it on like a radio or anything like the other day. So it was like a complete coincidence that it was on mm. Corp Radio. Shout out! Um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed the character dynamics and how the Rock was effectively run around by Moana. I like how she kind of broke him down, but then he always like reined her in, and then like they had those heart to hearts. I thought the story and the visuals were beautiful um well as well as well as yeah it's just really good joe and i thought the tattoos i want to mention the tattoos oh, yeah. Yeah, were yeah brilliant, and they were like her audience surrogate and mm. um yeah i like how they were animated to have actually kind of tell the story tell like how you know it was like the like the angel on the left shoulder the devil on the right shoulder and they were like having a conversation it was like that kind of dynamic and I that reminds that me back to the emperor's new groove <laughs> oh well of course yeah i i know i know what you're referring to there yeah. even though i hadn't seen it um okay. perhaps a little surface level but i'd give a 3.5 thoroughly enjoyed my time and it's a really good film oh wow even though you've got it one place higher than me you'd give it less of a score because i think i give it a four <laughs> but, I know, I, you know, I'm maybe a 4.5 actually, but um, oh, wow, yeah, okay. no, I, I agree. I think I forgot to mention earlier that it's a, my br- little brother, who's normally not the most sort of um, emotionally open of guys, told me that he loves the song How Far You'll Go, and it's his favorite Disney song. And it is a very powerful emotional song, I'll give you that. And I also forgot to mention that I was, as DK will know, because I texted him immediately when this happened, I had no idea that Jermaine Clement was in the movie from like mm. Flight of the Concords and What We Do in the Shadows. And his song as the shiny crab is just possibly my highlight of the movie because it's <laughs> yeah. just just brilliant. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> so that gives Moana another two points, which puts it at three points so far. Uh, I will go to my sister's list then for her, number nine. Uh, my sister's number nine is the film that I mentioned having briefly uh, seen just now and didn't quite make my list, and it is Tangled. So that gets two points from her. I can't nice. explain why she particularly likes it because she hasn't told me, and that isn't one that obviously we saw as kids or anything. I would imagine it's a favourite of my niece, Jessica, um, and maybe they watched it together, but this is all speculation. But I can, yeah, I can justify it being there. Like I said, it was in my honourable mentions. I enjoyed it a lot, so. I'm, I'm not even going to binge watch this. I'm just going to wait until I have a kid and then I'll watch them. I'll watch oh, yeah. the kid. <laughs> when you have kids, you have no problem enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 why not? Yeah. Precisely. So, um, yeah. So we'll start on the number eight, then, and we're back to me. So obviously, these would be the films that we're giving three points to, if you're keeping up. Uh, And this next one on my list is another one that was on DK's Honourable Mentions, rather disgustingly, because I quite like it. It is the movie Big Hero 6. Ah, Um, yes. Because, obviously, I'm a huge Marvel fan, 
So the fact that it's a Marvel comics adaptation, loosely, but also a Disney classic, immediately put it up there. But I also think it's a great movie. I love the comic mm. book type storyline of it. I think it's really funny. Like, I genuinely laughed out loud the first time they did that daft handshake thing, um, Hero and Baymax. It's emotional at times. I was shocked that it, it kills off an important character almost immediately. Um I love everybody's sort of powers and their own unique thing. I wish it was more of an ensemble piece, which is the reason why it doesn't quite make it higher, because I think, like, in the comics, certainly the big hero six are, like, six people that are equally as important, and this is very much, as you can tell by the kind of poster slash cover, it's more hero and Baymax's story than the others, and I, I liked the others. I wanted to know more about, like, Gogo and Wasabi, etc. So, um, but yeah, I, do, I think it's cool that at the end they all get their chance to shine and get something to do, and it's a cool little adventure. And if nothing else, it has a Stan Lee cameo for crying out loud. So, what more could you possibly want in your movie? And uh, yeah, I love it. I, I also love the Fallout Boy song, <laughs> I have to say as well. Whether that's a popular opinion, I don't know. <laughs> so, Will. You know what I'm going to ask. Have you seen Big Heroes? I have. I have seen it in person, yes, and I did really oh. enjoy it. And I really liked the start, but I can't remember anything past the start, to be honest with you. But I just remember enjoying it. That's fair enough. I think it, the start is probably, it slides a bit in the middle, like a lot of these Disney films. It's the start and the climax, I think, that are the better scenes. But Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, DK, then we're over to you. What's your number eight for three points? Right. Uh, my number eight is one that you've mentioned in your list, and it is Peter Pan. Well, it was my sister's list, but okay. <laughs> also, to be honest. No, no, it was my sister's. Uh, <laughs> I said oh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't justify it yeah. online because of the racism. That <laughs> yeah. uh, that. Come on, defend racism. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that from me, mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> representation aside, I think it's a, a again. It's something that I saw when I was very young. I think it's a really magical film. The entire section, uh, you can fly, you can fly, and there. Uh, you know, going over London with the Big Ben and all that. I just, I love it. I think it's extremely magical. And other than that representation, yeah, I love it. That's cool. I have also forgot to mention that, um, and I'll speak for my sister since it didn't make my list, but one of the things I love, and she probably does as well, because again, we watched it together, I would assume. Um, I love how tense it is that it uses the um, the alarm clock that the crocodile swallowed is kind yeah. of like a, it's like a warning bell to hook that it's somewhere after like the crocodile that took his hand. So he hears yeah. the alarm clock and it's almost like the music of Jaws or something. It's like, oh no, it's near. What are we going to do? Um, yeah, Ironically enough, the, the the two le the, the two characters I like the least in these movies are Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Yeah, but, Tinkerbell I can take or leave, but yeah, I, I like Peter Pan. I like Hookwell. I don't know. I just, just the whole arrogant aspect. It's, mm. I side more with the kid in the top hat than anything, but... <laughs> I just, I, for some reason, I just, I'm melding their characterizations with the movie Hook, the Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do Hook. Sorry. Hook. <laughs> Makes fun of my accent, why don't you? But yeah, I also, uh, I, I'm assuming you like a lot of the songs because, yeah, Never Smile at a Crocodile is just an all time banger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to have a, a, you know, going back again, I used to have a, a, a vinyl player and there were, oh. every so often Disney would release a seven inch single, which had a lot of songs from different movies. And the outstanding one on that one was uh, You Can Fly. And so that's kind of stuck with me because obviously after seeing it at the cinema, it was many, many years before it came out on home release. So that was the only thing that I had to kind of keep me company, if you know what I mean, when it came to that movie. Okay. 
And even though you say you dislike Tinkerbell, which I kind of get the arrogance type thing, you must have been emotional with the whole, I do believe in fairies moment. Yes, <laughs> you cannot but help. I mean, even yeah. at this stage, it all it brings a lump to my throat, but you know. Yeah, I get you. Awesome. Will, you have that all to look forward to because you definitely haven't seen this movie. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. I should, though. I should. I should. I should. It's worth a watch, yeah. But just bear in mind, there's some, some dodgy moments, perhaps. Um, it is. Yeah. So, Will, it's your turn for your oh, number hell. eight film for three points. Okay, so I put this at number eight, of course, and I think this is the film that you guys are going to lynch me for because I know it's a very popular one and um, Theodore Stokes would definitely lynch me for this. But it's Alice in Wonderland. I'm saying nothing <laughs> just yet. Um, it's probably going to yeah. be like number one or number two for you. No, I'm, I'm not going to lynch you. I'll, I'm trying not to give spoilers, but it's not even on my list. It's, oh, damn. It's, well, yeah, I'm, I don't want to say anything because spoilers, but yeah. Um, Wait, well, but yeah, okay. okay. So... <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm the only one with in my top ten. That... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Assuming that you mean the animated one and not the awful Tim Burton live action. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What do you like about Alice in Wonderland, which would also be, let's see, that would give you, what, three points to that one? So, yeah. I believe so. So, yeah, I haven't watched this one since I was really, really young. So I'm just like, I don't know, even know, like, combusting right now because I can't even remember it but um okay so it felt very off the time because it followed one character being Alice of course um and I thought it felt very off the time for the better um it was also like a fever dream the singing flowers always springs to mind when I think about this film um there's not much to say about it other than like the animes were clearly at the top of their game Mm -hmm. game should I say plural um it was really gorgeous presentation of the film absolutely gorgeous and it's very much a shut your brain off and enjoy kind of film and again believe it or not i gave it a 3.5 but um yeah there's not much really to say about it other than very gorgeous it's a little bit of a fever dream it's mental i enjoyed it it's a lot of fun but it's nothing particularly great it's just solid i'm curious how you've seen it because it's quite an older film for you to I don't know. I, it, might, it may be on VHS or it may be on DVD. I don't have no idea. When your parents were just sticking you in front of a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, the batch. <laughs> that happens. That happens. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Definitely. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, right. Well, so that gives points to Alice in Wonderland then. Uh, I'll go back to my sister's list for her number eight for three points, uh, which, if you ask me, is slightly criminally low. <laughs> hmm. So her number eight and again, I couldn't really explain why. I think I know reasons for it, but it is uh, the movie Beauty and the Beast. Um, oh, damn. Which I know that we watched it probably roughly around the same time because um, we're, you know, but there's only two years between me and my sister. So I can tell you that she probably liked the aspects that, you know, you would expect a, <laughs> a growing uh, girl hitting puberty to like the romance aspect and stuff. And uh, yeah, I can't really say anything else to speak for her except to say that Bell's she gives hot. Her three points. <laughs> it's a cartoon dude she's <laughs> hot come on <laughs> yeah no no i do think my sister must have um she must have latched onto the story in like the romance part because um for christmas this year and i can say this because i know she won't be listening um she bought my grandma a sort of um copy version of the rose inside of the glass oh, wow. thing from this movie um so yeah that's her christmas nice. gift so my sister obviously likes that <laughs> But yeah, I don't want to speak too much for her just to say that it is her number 
eight, and thus it would get three points from her. Uh, so we will move, therefore, on to the number sevens, and we're back round to me again. <laughs> and this is why I was trying not to say too much, because, Will, my number seven is... Guess what? God damn. I wonder if I Alice in Wonderland. Have, like some consistency. I wonder if our number ones are the same. I'm very excited to see. This does happen sometimes where we end up like seeing it just before each other or something. So yeah. Yeah, my number seven is also Alice in Wonderland, which would give it four points. I love this movie. I remember it from childhood because it was one of the ones we were often babysat by our grandparents. So I think it was probably at their house that we saw it a lot on like an old VHS. But you're right, it's just it's a technical and marvel. It's trippy, like in the best way, like a fever dream. Yeah. It has some of the best songs, like I'm Late for a Very Important Date or um, Unbirthdays is <laughs> a great little thing. Mm. Um, the Queen of Hearts is genuinely menacing. The guy who yes. does the voice of the Top Hatter is incredible, is just iconic. With the, oh, yeah, What are you doing down here? <laughs> it's just <laughs> incredible. Um, and yeah, I just remember seeing this movie and just being completely captivated. And it's, it's kind of stuck with me ever since. And uh, yeah, now I love the story. I've I, since bought the book of uh, Alice in Wonderland and read that to see uh, how similar it was and not quite the same it's not as sort of technical or in your face as watching a movie um, so yeah I my number seven it's another oldish one uh, Dumbo oh okay um, so why why Dumbo then? not the not the live action right oh god no yeah uh, okay <laughs> I, I like the live action so, so did I but I wouldn't say it's anywhere near good it's just meh I it's, like it. I, I thought it was <laughs> It's only a short film. I mean, it's, I think it's just 64 minutes, but it packs a lot in. It's very emotional at its core. I love the character of Dumbo, and apart from that one scene, which I'm not going to even mention, then it's... Uh, I just, it's <sighs> name, name, name the scene, because I'm oblivious. It's the, it's the incredibly racist crows. Yeah. We just can't... We can't get away with that. You can't. You can't. I, it's impossible with some of these movies. You can't get past these things. Yeah. But other than that, I actually love this film and the uh, the dream sequence, the pink elephants on parade. Oh, pink elephants on parade. Yeah. Yeah. That that probably explains my love of David Lynch. So <laughs> yeah, that made a, a big impression on me as a child. I just I just love it. it, it you know, it, it does tug at Disney movies are very good at playing with your heartstrings. And I think this is one of the ones that do it the best. Yeah. Even just despite how incredibly racist and horrendous those crows are, I quite like the song that they sing. I, that's um, the thing. I like the song. And, yeah. you know, if you ever come, if, you know, when we've ever got one of the best of Disney CDs on, which we do in this house, because we're all nerds, mm. uh, it's, it's infinitely. You know, a song that you can sing along to, but the scene itself is, oh, Yeah, it's it's not good. But no, this is another one that we grew up with since, like, before I have memories. So I know that I've seen this film a ton. Um, and we did have a cassette of, like, the musical version. And I just remember singing along to Casey Jr. coming down the track and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely loving it. And, um and then getting a bit older and realizing just how heartbreaking Baby Mine is, which yeah. didn't really hit until I got a little older and was like, this is, oh, this is horrendous. But like I said, I just I couldn't put it on my list of honorable mentions because of the incredibly, it's not that long of a movie and the racist crows are so distracting. And I'll be honest, controversially, I genuinely prefer the live action version. That's just wrong. 
<laughs> I own both, but I genuinely think the live-action version has more of a story and is better and doesn't do as many ridiculous things, and it hasn't got racist crows in it, so, you know. Um, but, yeah, I can certainly see why Dumbo would be beloved, and I think it is the same with a lot of people. Uh, one of my ex-girlfriends actually used to uh, tell me that Baby Mine was her favourite kind of Disney song, and it's very emotional. Can't argue with that. Which number are we up to, then? Let's see. So no, number seven. What is your number seven for four points? My number seven is uh, is your sister's number eight, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, there we go. There That's yeah. four, four more points to Belle and Labette. Is there this one that you guys are going to lynch me for? No, not at all. No. I won an Oscar, dude. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one I've got quite a bit to say, to be fair. It's probably the smoothest looking classic Disney film. Of the ones that I've seen, at least, is very beautiful. The animation is gorgeous. Um, however, however, conversely, in contrary, this is one of the only Disney films where the music annoys me. Oh, I what? It. Really? I hate, oh. I hate the music in. No, uh, I, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it, I it, just, it just sticks out of my brain as something I don't like. I, again, it's been a little while. Just couldn't stand it when I was a kid. However. Uh, the theme of loving someone for who they are is a great message to give out, I guess. And like I said, Belle, very hot. Um, the characters are very endearing, and Gaston is brilliant, and I love the memes that's generated out of him. Um, so, yeah, just for memes, and because of the animation, I give a four out of five, I'd say. Will, you're sweet and so unsure, but there may be something there that wasn't there before. My hatred of your dislike of the <laughs> I don't like the music, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to, yeah, go ahead and disagree with that, but we'll leave that. We'll table that for now. Um, okay. So, yeah, is that the kind of things that you like about uh, Beauty and the Beast, obviously? Yeah, uh, yeah, I just said, like, uh, it's probably this movie's looking. It's very gorgeous, the animation. Um, I think that thematically is spot on. Um, I, I thought the characters were really enduring, and I love the memes that I generated through Gaston. Where do you stand on the whole, um, you know, slight controversy? Is it like Stockholm Syndrome that she's kidnapped by this guy that she's then like, I must be in love with you? <laughs> to, yeah, that does annoy me, to be fair, with these kind of films. But again, I watched it when I was like nine, so yeah, I didn't regret it back then. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, just just, it was just like a bell hot. What's your impression on the live action version of this? Uh, this one, I haven't seen the live action of this. Is it any good? I like I, again, again, I own both of these, so I, I do like them. I've got a kind of, I don't know, a bad reaction to a lot of the live action ones. I think they're this, this is definitely one where the live action is weaker than the the animated by miles, and they right, they okay. woefully miscast a lot of the actors in it. Like Ewan yeah. McGregor as the um, as Lumiere the candlestick, I do not understand where they were coming from with that at all. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Kiki, okay. you were saying. I'm giving that. And uh, Evans. Yeah, Luke. Luke Evans was great. And um, what's his name? Dan, the uh, the guy who plays the beast. I liked Emma Watson. I thought she was great, to be honest. But It just it's, didn't hold together for me. Yeah. I mean, she's not as good as, I think, it, I can't remember who, if it's Paige O'Hara or someone else that did the original singing of, uh, of Belle, but she's good, you know. I just, I also don't like Josh Gad. I know Will, I know you love Olaf, <laughs> but no, not for me. Like <laughs> you. Seems like a nice guy, but every time he's playing this sort of comedy sidekick type thing, I'm just like, no, dude, get a new oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Um, so moving on to my sister's number seven, uh, in that case, she is giving four points to The Lion King. Uh, again, I can't wow. really speak for oh. why she's putting this here. Um, mm. I'm pleased that my sister likes this movie, and I know that we didn't watch it together because I saw it at the cinema. Uh, and yeah, obviously she's seen it, so presumably she must have I mean, uh, something. Six, six is very high, especially if she's seen a lot of them. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, no, it's her number seven, but yeah. Oh, seven, Can't, my bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she gave four points to The Lion King, which, frankly, is criminally low, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me go on. What are we on here? My number six, then. Um, this, I'm probably going to be out on an island on my own with this one, but my number six is the second most recent Disney movie, uh, and it is Encanto, which I did watch on Disney+. Plus. I didn't go to the cinema or anything to watch it and was so surprised at just how much I absolutely loved this movie. Um, it, it just hit me and I, I immediately, after watching it, I was like this, I wasn't expecting to even remotely like this and I love it. I think the voice cast are outstanding. It's genuinely like a nice, like Moana, it's kind of a nice glimpse into another culture uh, in that way. And the songs are fantastic. Not just we need to talk about Bruno, which was the thing I was alluding to earlier where it's been played to death. Um, but yeah, like all the songs in it, I think are really great. And all the performers are, are just at the top of the game. It looks incredible. It's again, filled with color and vibrancy and cool animation. And I was just sucked into the story. So I absolutely loved it, which is the reason why it got five points from me. So there awesome. we go. Have you seen it, Will? No, it's high up on my watch list though. Okay, cool, cool. DK, out of curiosity, have you seen it? I have. Uh, I think I was like expecting it. too much when I went to watch it. Oh. Uh, so, it, it, I don't know. It, it just didn't strike a chord with me, I'm afraid. I, I like it. It's good. But, it, uh, yeah, I think it would probably be my uh, just outside of my top 18. It's a very random number you picked there, <laughs> Well, I didn't give eight, eight, eight honourable mentions, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So, what is your number six then, DK? Because you're next up. My number six, going back to uh, one that you mentioned earlier, it's the one before it, and I'm going to go with 1977's The Rescuers. Oh, okay. Um, and what do you like about The Rescuers then? Again, it's something I saw at the cinema, but unlike the previous entries on the list, it was a new movie at the time. And so I was really excited to see it. Obviously, you, you had little shorts with these back then because they were so short. I think that's The Rescuers, I believe, is the one that I saw uh, Willie the Operatic Whale uh, as a short prior to the movie. But the movie itself, I just think it's a really fun romp. I mean, you know, you've got Bernard and Miss Bianca and they're out rescuing an orphans from what looks like, a, you know, Cruella de Vil on meth. And I just... <laughs> It's, <laughs> that is such an accurate description. Yeah, it's uh, it's got that strange car slash boat kind of thing, and uh, you know, with the, uh, I just think it's a, just a fun romp all the way through. That's fair enough. Personally, I I prefer the rescuers down under as you know that's why it's on my honourable mention. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I'm assuming you prefer this to the sequel then. I do. I think I didn't see the sequel until only a few years ago. And as much as I love it, because I'm just a huge fan of John Candy, uh, yep. 
it didn't capture the magic of the original. But I think it's just because at the time, you know, I was very young and I was sat in the cinema watching it. And I think that's the only reason. You can't really differentiate a lot between the, the pair and they're both fun. Yeah, I think it's a it's a generational thing for me because I know the Rescuers was what like seventy eight that it came out, and yeah. Rescuers Down Under was nineteen ninety. So like I was not even born when the first one came out, and I was t uh, eight when the Rescuers Down Under came out. So I was the perfect age for it. So that's yeah. why like, I like I loved the Rescuers Down Under. I think I saw it first, and then going back to watch the Rescuers, I was like, this is very dated um, by comparison of the of the other one. But yeah, good movies though, very good movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that gives. Uh, You've given five points there to the rescuers. Uh, Will, Brilliant. you know what I'm going to ask? Why <laughs> I have not. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't even know why I'm asking <laughs> at this point. Why don't you shout out if you have seen them? And then we'll will, that's, what, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, I've seen the Lion right. King. Let's go. <laughs> that won't annoy the audience then in that case. if we uh, On the we projector at university, not how it was intended to be. Really? Watched. I'm sorry. Yes. Wow. That's yes. one of the few Disney films that are, uh, you know, not recent that I saw at the cinema, The Lion King. But yeah, enough about mm. that. Uh, so we're on to what, your number six? Number so what six, is yeah. My number six is Pinocchio. La, 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 Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, you know me. I love Four Four Pieces. And um, I thought Pinocchio was a little bit darker than all the other Disney films that I've seen. Um, speaking of which, I thought the contrast between the lighter and the darker sequences, it seemed like a big step up and uh, the messages are being home and it kind of shows the character progression of Pinocchio as an individual who makes mistakes and then has to come back on them. And I really enjoyed that as like a storyline. And um, what's the song? Um, when you give... want to stop? No, give... Oh, give a little whistle. Uh, yeah, give a little, oh, give a little it's my yes. favorite song and the ending redemption is thrilling and um i'd give it a 4.5 i just love this film yeah it's another one that i've seen a lot of but um, it's not way, in your give, top 10 give a give a little whistle by the way not included in the live action remake i it's can't whistle i can't whistle so i can't <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's just such a weird omission though because it is such a good song and they butcher when you wish upon a star which is just so good in the original but anyway <laughs> enough about that yeah i saw okay. this a lot when i was a youth and i just think it was for me it was too short it got way too bizarre about halfway through to the point where i just couldn't get away with it the kids turning yeah. into donkeys and smoking and drinking and getting trapped in the whale and everything i was like no the well the nah, well is arguably the best scene I, you see that, I, I that doesn't translate see, yeah. for you but it translates yeah. to me that's kind of what i like that's fair enough uh spare with me because i almost forgot to give pinocchio its five points that you gave <laughs> it's like that's so, blasphemy i'm not giving that any points <laughs> not even in my no, top I, 20. I do like it it is a film that like i said we watched a lot again yeah. at my grandparents house when we were kids so i'd seen it so many times but i just think i was always like i say i love the first half i love when you wish upon a star and give a little whistle and everything and then halfway through i'm just like this is too much for me man maybe because i was so young because i must have been like you know <laughs> barely uh barely toddling when we first saw it so i think i was just disturbed by it a bit too much <laughs> fair enough um, so we are on my sister's number six now since i'm here presenting for her uh, her number six is also a film that I think may be a little bit low for my taste, <laughs> not to give the game away or anything, but her number six is the film The Little Mermaid, which, again, I do know that we saw together, and it's one of the favourites of our cousin Christina, um, who owned the VHS copy that we used to just constantly borrow <laughs> to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, um, 
don't want to say too much about it because again i don't want to talk for her but suffice to say glorious film excellent songs such good performances uh and yeah spider-man himself christopher daniel barnes as prince eric shout out because <laughs> that's pretty cool um uh that's five points to the little mermaid from my sister nice. so i gotta watch um, that one have you not seen that either that's a good one. <laughs> you should uh, definitely see it before the live action version next yeah. year, then maybe watch that afterwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm kind of looking forward to that one, to be honest. It looks like it's going to be good, and I'm not one of those that's like live action. Yeah, looking forward to. Yeah, because Tally Bailey is just an incredible singer. That was genius. Yeah. Classic. yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm not like, I can believe mermaid, but a black mermaid. <laughs> 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 Come on, guys. <laughs> what are we doing here? But yeah, so um, in that case, we're back around again and we're going to everyone's number five uh, and we'll start with mine. Uh, and my number five is a film that I only recently saw a couple of years ago. Uh, and it was because there was a live action version that I wanted to watch afterwards. <laughs> uh, and it is the film Mulan, which, again, it completely bypassed me. Uh, when I saw it, and I was constantly getting harassed, cause, <laughs> not harassed as such, but I have a good friend called uh, Megan, who's Chinese, uh, who worked with us, um, bugged me constantly to watch this film and swore it was great. And I was like, it's great because it's your culture, you're probably biased or whatever. Then I watched it and was like, this actually genuinely is an awesome movie. Um, mm. It's Ming-Na Wen, of course, so, you know, being a Star Wars slash Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, there is that. Um, the Cool Dragon is pretty nifty, I did miss that, I think, in the... Uh, in the remake, Eddie Murphy giving his best sort of comedy sidekick. There's again some great action, gorgeous animation. Um, the song, uh, you know, uh, I'll make a man out of you. Probably my only Donny Osmond song that I could actually stand. Yeah, so, yeah, not a fan of those, but uh, yeah, and just such a good storyline and so surprising. In the like Moana, it's not necessarily about you know finding a man as much as it's about finding your own power and your own place in life. And I'm always all for that. And just I had a great time and enjoyed watching it. And the songs were, you know, very good for the most part. So that's why I gave Mulan my six points in Eurovision style. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah. Do, no. If you haven't seen that one, give it a go. I wasn't talking to you that time. <laughs> <laughs> I also, again, I know it's not popular, but I also quite enjoyed the live action version of Mulan. It's a very different movie. It's way more just of a sort of a historical epic with a little bit of magic thrown in. But yeah, I did enjoy it. I've not um, seen that one, the live action. Most people hated it, and there is controversy about the, the places they filmed and the people they were sort of thanking and stuff, but I'm not getting into that. Just, you know, taking the movie on its own merits, I really enjoyed it. But then again, I like a lot of um, Chinese, Japanese, and Hong Kong, like, action cinema anyway. So it just it felt like that with a Disney lens, so I was already on board. Uh, anyway, <laughs> DK, what's your number five film then giving six points? My number five? Uh it has already been brought up a couple of times, and it's Moana. Oh, Moana, you're welcome. You're welcome. So given that you were the one that talked me into watching this, I have to say thank you, to which you will obviously reply. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you like about Moana, the film that you introduced me to? Uh, I'll be completely honest. I wasn't sold on it. Uh, at first, when I'd heard about it, that is, before I saw it, uh, I didn't think it was going to quite work with Dwayne Johnson. I thought, okay, Dwayne Johnson's and everything these days, this is going to work. Uh, I just, I, I went to see it and I just fell in love with it. 
the voice acting, as has been brought up, is just impeccable. Yeah, it does have its pacing issues, but I can forgive that because it's just so much fun. And I think the music is some of the best music. We've touched upon it before. It's some of the best music heard in a Disney in, in quite some years. Yeah, definitely. It's up there with Encanto for me as the best sort of music in the recent ones. And uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, this might be my favourite movie of the rocks when I think about it. Yeah. Like, um, which... I, I don't know if that's saying something or not, and I will point out I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen like any of the Fast and Furiouses in case anyone's like, "Well, that was great." But, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't put Fast and Furious above this. I mean, yeah. it's a Disney movie, so it's ultimately more rooted in reality than any Fast and Furious. <laughs> yes, even though it has you know giant islands coming to life and stuff, yeah. it's still more it's realistic more than realistic a than Fast and Furious. <laughs> I can believe that. Yes, and having seen Black Adam, it's also not as good as <laughs> so, um, despite waiting ten years to get it made. So yeah, uh, Will, you liked it as well, didn't you? So there we go. indeed, yeah. So I can't imagine it's going to make our top ten, surely, like our collective top ten. Uh, well, up to now, I don't think it's on my sister's list enough. To now, it has nine points, so it's not. It's not bad. It, it might squeak into the top ten, but it's not looking great for it. I'll tell you that much. Damn. Okay. Um, so, what is your number five then, Will? My number five. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, it is Aladdin. Mr. Aladdin, sir. You know how much and I, I know you actually. really like both the uh, animated version and the live action, but I definitely. I don't believe I've ever brought up the animated version to you, sir, but whatever. Well, I, I, I just know you, you like the live action, so I assumed you'd like the animation, and that's my kind of forte to it. Um, but I think it's one of the best films, like at least Disney films that I've seen. Um, conversely to Pinocchio, uh, not Pinocchio, Beauty and the Beast, I thought all the music was incredible. Um, I loved Jasmine as a character and Jafar. Is it Jafar? Yes, yeah, Jafar. Yeah, Jafar. Um, it is a great villain and the genie is just iconic. Uh, it has one of the best third acts of any film I've seen. And um, honestly, that Jasmine attire in the third act was definitely the sexiest thing I've Dude. ever seen as a child. I'm just saying. Somebody hasn't seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd give it a four out of five. Out of four, it was very good. You cannot talk about Aladdin and not mention the late, great Robin Williams, man. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Robin Williams is fantastic. And... um. There's a one underrated film that I just want to like convert like completely different from this. Um, is a film called RV, and it's just a film that I kind of grew up on, and it's got Robin Williams, and he's fantastic. It's not it's a decent film, it's poor, but you know, just the nostalgia. And if you get the chance to watch it, I do suggest it. It's just a bit of fun. Just turn your That's brain cool. off. That. I think I love everything I've seen with uh, with Robin Williams in. You wouldn't like R you wouldn't like RV. You'd you'd get enjoyment from it, but you'd be like, oh, that's a bad film though. Yeah, if it's got Robin Williams in and he's good value, I'll probably enjoy parts of it at least. Watch Harvey. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a go sometime, maybe. Sometimes um, watch bad films and enjoy them, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It spends his life watching bad <laughs> movies and just talking over them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's my <laughs> number five. That's cool. Yeah, I'm pleased that you've seen it and that you did like it. Great songs in that movie as well, by the way. Absolutely, um, yeah. Okay, so that's a good what uh, six points, I believe. To yes, it is to um, Aladdin. So I'll move to my sister's number five. Then the number five on her list was in my honourable mentions. So again, I can probably explain why since we probably watched it together. Uh, so her number five film is The Jungle Book. 
And yeah, I think uh, the Jungle Book, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just stems back from our childhood. I know that it's one that we watched a lot as youngsters again. And I think, again, you just, you can't not like enjoy Bare Necessities or um, oh, I Want to Be Like You or even um, Trust In Me. But I think three songs does not a movie make. And there's a lot of things there that aren't super memorable. Um, although I do, I do like the vultures that are clearly just the Beatles. I think they're in this movie. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's one of the ones that became such a cultural thing that I still remember. And again, this might be why it's kind of like lodged in my sister's heart a bit more. Whenever we used to go on holiday to like Butlins or arcade places and stuff, they were always playing um, the, the King Louis song. I want to be like you on like the various arcade machines and stuff. So it just seems like it was drummed into us, like operant conditioning, that we had to love this movie and know it. So, yeah. Jungle Book uh, is her number five, which gets six points. So uh, we're round to the number fours now, if I'm still counting correctly, while I try to do multiple things at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to my number four then, and the film that gets seven points from me uh, has already come up, and it is... The Little Mermaid, <laughs> which I adore. And I know it's not a particularly macho film or anything, but it's so good. I think Part of Your World is still one of the songs that just brings tears to my eyes. It's so good. Under um, the Sea, this, best song. Under the Sea is such fun as well. Yeah. Kiss the Girl is just catchy fun. Um, we're going to agree on this one so much. <laughs> um, Ursula the Sea Witch is a great villain. Uh, the little sidekicks, Flounder and uh, Flotsam and Jetsam even, as well as Sebastian, are pretty cool. Um, Star Trek's own René Aubergenois as the chef that chases <laughs> Sebastian around is pretty great. Um, yeah, animation, great. Fantastic voice casting, good story. Gets you in the feels. And uh, yeah, what, what more can I say? Bring on Halle Bailey next year. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That is The Little Mermaid, which gets my seven points. So, DK, what is your number four movie? Right, again, it's another one that other people have brought up, and I'm sorry that everybody's probably going to hate me for bringing it this high, but it's Frozen. Hell yeah. Wow. That <laughs> I, is... I, I, I don't begrudge you for putting it that high at all. I, I think it's a really good film. Yeah. That is very high for Frozen. So, yeah, take it away. What you, You're going to sell me on Frozen? <laughs> There's two little stories that I associate with Frozen. Back when I lived in England, uh, just prior to leaving, it was released, and we went on a day trip on a coach to Scarborough. And on the way back from Scarborough, the back seat was taken up with what I can only describe as tweens. <laughs> we proceeded to sing the entire repertoire from Frozen ad nauseum all the way home. And I was convinced together with seeing Olaf in the trailer, that I was going to loathe this movie. <laughs> I was like that until I watched it, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. So when I did sit down and watch it, I was, I, you know, I'd already made my mind up. So when I came yeah. away thinking, holy crap, this is actually good. Olaf's not as annoying as he looked in the trailer. The songs are great. Yeah, it just completely sold me on it. And... Uh, as a, a little aside, because you know me in expanded media, I play the game series. I'm addicted to the series Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Which is kind of a cross between Final Fantasy and Disney. And they took the Let It Go sequence and interspersed it with scenes from Kingdom Hearts. And it's just reinforced just how much I actually love this movie. I just think it's 
Mm. Yeah, it has it has its occasional problems. Uh, the villain arc, as, yeah. as you know, Will was saying earlier. But other than that, all the characters likable. I just I just love this movie. I think it's it's just fun, and it it's infinitely more fun than it has any right to be, considering all the elements that's gone into it and how much it annoyed me prior to seeing it. That's yeah. fair enough. Mate, some of us have had a crush on Indina Menzel since Wicked. I'll tell you that. I, I yeah. mean, the promo campaign for this film was like horrendously cringe and like pissed me off as yeah. well. So I'm not surprised you also heard it before it came out. Like, they yeah, did a yeah. market as well. I can't remember what they did, but I just... Those, I think there were a bunch of trailers with Olaf and he just seemed so forced and I thought, oh, I'm going to loathe this. I think that yeah. was it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I will point out as much as it gets annoying because of overplay, I can't emphasize enough how perfect the whole Let It Go sequence actually is. Oh, <laughs> you know, from oh, performance to animation to just how brilliantly written the song is. So, yeah. Will, we're on to you next. What's your number four movie then? Uh, we've snapped for the first time today. Okay. A Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. oh, a Little yeah. Mermaid! That wasn't the first time. We almost snapped on Alice in Wonderland, but yeah. Almost. So almost. that's uh, seven points again to The Little Mermaid then. What I do you like about it? Very high. Uh, yeah. I, I just have to agree with you. Iconic music, iconic visuals. The characters are just brilliant. Ursula is the best villain of any Disney film I've seen. Uh, and they had a great song. Under the Sea is probably my favorite song. Um, Poor Unfortunate Souls as well, which doesn't get talked about enough, is a great song. Yes. All um, Disney villain songs are great. <laughs> yeah, they're just the score by, I think, is Alan oh, Menken. Thinking, okay, I can't remember the second name for the life of me. Uh, but yeah, by him. Um, the songs were just brilliant. The animation is quite simply gorgeous. Uh, and the underwater scenes on a different level for 1980, well, just the 1980s in general. It's just a timeless classic. And uh, this is why I said in my notes, a timeless classic. And this is where we got into the great territory for Disney and like these kind of list films. Great film. That's fair enough. That's awesome. Well, you know my thoughts on it because it already That's came awesome. up on my list in the same place. So. Yeah, I completely to, uh, what you said. Hard to disagree. And uh, weirdly enough, talking about like symmetry and agreeing with things, um, my sister's number four movie, just to finish us off then, no has way. come up twice already. Uh, and it is Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which gets her seven points. And again, I can only assume it's for the same reasons that I loved it. I know that we watched it together at my grandparents' house a lot when we were younger. And it's just fun and bouncy and colourful. And yeah, it's trippy. And yet, I was pleasantly surprised to see it on her list. Because I was like, I wonder if it hit the same way for her as it did for me. Because you don't sit and watch a movie as a kid and be like, are you loving this as much as me? But I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised to find out that she did. So... Yeah, not much else to say really other than because we've already talked about it. But yeah, seven more points for Alice in Wonderland. Um, put to the number threes. Top three, everybody. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. I am ready, Michael. Oh, so number three then will get eight points from each of us. Uh, and my number three is a film that's already come up because I mentioned some of them I think were criminally low. Uh, my number three film is Beauty and the Beast. So no, Will, I won't chastise you for having it on your list. <laughs> I adore this movie. I cannot disagree with you more about the music. The okay. sheer feels, the goosebumps of something there. It's just intense, not to mention the uh, Angela Lansbury's performance of, of Beauty and the Beast, you know, Taylor's oldest time and all that. Um, the intro song, Bell's like introduction song is 
brilliant. Even Gaston's villain song, which, as I said, all Disney yeah. villain songs are great. Yeah, also yeah. excellent. There's very little I can find wrong with it. Again, it was, I don't know if it won, but it was definitely nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, and I could absolutely see why. The animation is gorgeous, particularly on the ballroom dancing sequence, which is just, yeah. that was groundbreaking at the time, and you can completely see why. The sidekicks are all brilliantly cast, I think, like Jerry Orbach and uh, David Ogden Steers, just absolutely so much better than the live action casting for, for Lumiere and Cogsworth, you know? Um, so yeah, I just I, I couldn't watch this movie anytime. I love it. And while I do like the live action version, this is a very special, like five star for me movie, as all of my top three are. So um yeah, Door Beauty and the Beast, just a great movie. And uh yeah, just can always watch it and appreciate it and love it. So that Absolutely. gets eight points from me. So um say, any say any say. last thoughts, guys? <laughs> any so... thoughts on that now? No, <clears throat> it's, it's a decent film. Decent. It's a bit more than decent, my friend. Decent, decent, DK. It's one of oh, those again that I never had that childish connection. I think I saw it when I was late thirties. Over to you then, DK. Which film is your number three? And I'll get ready to shit on it. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody shits on this, but I don't care. At oh, number okay. three, it's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah, oh, okay, okay, all right. I will say nothing except to say, DK, what do you like about The Hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> well, it's not as popular as the others, but it is a fantastic movie. Um, yes, I'm a Francophile. Yes, I love the Victor Hugo original. Yes, it got a lot of slating because the ending has changed from the original novel. But when you consider things like Little Mermaid and Cinderella, Disney does that with pretty much every story it does. It's incredibly dark. And I love that they took a lot of chances with this. And I just, I think the voice acting is superb. Sometimes it's absolutely brutal, but I just think it's a really, really great film. And I think it's very much underappreciated. Okay. It's really good. I'm, I'm, I forget the name of the guy who plays Frollo. He's a really great actor. Just bear with me. You're going to look it up. I am. <laughs> I know that it's a great character actor as well. And I, I also can't remember, but when you say the name, I'm going to be like, of course it was. Tony J. Tony Jay, that's it. He that's plays he plays it absolutely and what poof, it's really good. Uh just really good. His character especially <laughs> who becomes sexually obsessed with Esmeralda. And in a I Disney film, say, that's I was gonna say to that uh, to, if Will thinks he enjoys the whole Jas uh, Aladdin, Jasmine thing in Aladdin, hmm. I will say it for as much as I don't love 90% of the movie and it doesn't really make an impact. It was a sexual awakening when she pretends she's all seduced by the bad guy in this movie. And I was like, hang on, a cartoon? What's going on here? But, you know, it's Demi <laughs> Moore's know, voice for a start, so <laughs> there is that. And the, and the song where he's, you know, thinking about her but while he's sat by the fire. Yeah. But no, it doesn't. It's, it's one of those, that I think for me, it's like with you, with a lot of yours, I didn't have, like, the childhood connection to it because by the time I watched it, I was probably late teens uh, and it was like eh it's fine i guess i couldn't yeah. say it's terrible or but i hated the gargoyles thing didn't like the changed ending obviously i know that is a common thing but it's like that is the entire purpose for me of the book so um yeah yeah i, do, really I just, just love it as i say it was a very i don't know it's one of those times it, you know you know yeah. how events everything confluence mm. you know oh yeah it, it happens yeah definitely. times and I, and it's just it's struck with me ever since i just absolutely adore it and i think it's very very underappreciated 
That's fair enough. I can certainly mm-hmm. see why you would say that. So, Will, we're into your top three of Disney films you've actually seen. What's your yes. number three? Okay, so I told you about this edition earlier. It's Bolt. Um, it breaks okay. my top three purely for nostalgia and vibes, to be honest with you. Um, it was perhaps my most rewatched film when I was under 10. I haven't a clue what the plot is now or what <laughs> I need to rewatch for or why it's so high on my list. But vibes in it, shout out Bolt. If I ever rewatch you and I hate you, I'd be gutted. And this video will have become horrendously outdated. But for now, <laughs> hell yeah, Bolt number three. I don't know why. I just loved it as a kid. I do That's like the, uh, the cat uh, playing evil at the start. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this movie, but I, I do know that it's John Travolta and Miley Cyrus, and my nephew loves it, and that's all I can tell you about this movie. Brilliant. So, you should you should watch it, Mike. It's good. Yeah, it's fun. It probably is what they got to enjoy, because isn't it like the dog plays a superhero or something like that? So yeah. I feel like I probably would enjoy it if I watched it. It's just that's one of the kind of roughly half that I haven't seen, unfortunately. But yeah, mm. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I think Malcolm McDowell does a, a villain voice as well. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's fair enough. Well, out of interest, DK, what, what what do you think of it? Because you probably have more intel than me about it. I really enjoyed it. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot when I first saw it because I ended up seeing a screener because I had to do a, re- uh, a review for a magazine, and uh, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it ended up being. Again, it's one of those that just seems to have faded into the background. It's okay. Yeah. The uh, the hamster grates a little after a while, but uh, oh, the hamster. Oh, I want to rewatch it. Other than that, yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Nice. Yeah, the nostalgia from this film, that is giving me hell, yeah. When you think about it, it's kind of like the story from Toy Story, but just done on a Disney Disney animation. That's probably why I like it, because I like all the... If it was a top 10 Pixar, I'd be like, hell yeah, I've watched this one, this one, this one. That's probably why. You'll be be on it next year. Calm down. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there's less Pixar movies, so I know I personally I've seen a lot more of them. Although not everyone, but I can certainly uh, try to get that sorted before next year. But that's another story. Um, so, yeah, any other thoughts on Bolt from either of you? Again, I haven't seen it, so. Nah. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish the number threes with my sisters then, and she's giving her eight points to a film that was on my honorable mentions again. So, again, maybe we saw it together or something. And that is 101 Dalmatians. Uh, it's just iconic, isn't it? Cruella de Vil, famous. The uh, you know the storyline that's been redone in live action. We've had Cruella and everything, and yeah, it's the sort of thing that I remember. Again, we had loads of like storybooks, and we had one of those. This is probably going to date me, and maybe DK, you might know what I'm talking about. Will you almost certainly won't. We had one of those <laughs> like speaking sound books where you read the book, and then there's like seven. Or- Shut up. There's like seven or eight <laughs> little buttons that you press when it has the picture of the button. So it would be like a dog barking or Cruella yeah, screaming or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had the book of that, which I vividly yeah. remember. <laughs> I remember. So, yeah. I, I mean, I used to collect Disney's on DVD and I had mm. the, you know, because they only used to release them for a short time and then take them off sale. Back in the vault, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I used, and I, this was the one that gave one of the uh, DVDs that gave me the worst trouble trying to get hold of it. Oh, I ended up having to trade a, a 3D stand-up poster of Golden Child for this. Wow. This, we had this on uh, VHS quite easily. <laughs> but yeah, that's fair enough. Um, well, any other thoughts on 101 Dalmatians then? Again, decent movie. It's it's good. It's uh, I don't think it's quite as memorable as some of uh, the other ones that's been on the list. 
Obviously, the dogs are iconic and Cruella's iconic, but other than that, the plot, it, it, it's not that great. It's not that great. I, the like, plot, but... I like the plot well enough, but again, it doesn't seem, it doesn't stick in the mind very well. The animation I do like, but again, there's, I don't even know if there are any other songs because, again, to my point about the villain songs, the only one I remember is Cruella de Vil. Yeah. <laughs> if she doesn't get you, no evil thing will. Something like that. <laughs> I think the only thing I remember is that, one, that bit and the bit where they're all watching TV, and, you know, that Western. Yeah, and I also vividly remember because it's so stupid at the very end when she's, like, wagging around a cigarette and for some reason it, the ash forms, like, perfect Dalmatian spots on her. And they confuse her for a Dalmatian or something stupid like that. I was like, what? What is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Very weird movie at the end. Anyway, that was my sister's number three uh, film, 48 points. Awesome. So uh, we're on to everybody's top two now. And again, we'll go back around in the circle. So we'll go back to me. Uh, so I'm giving my nine points from the Belgian jury <laughs> uh, to a film which will surprise nobody. Because, yeah, it's already come up. My nine points, my number two film is Aladdin. Because I love, oh. and love it. Um, <laughs> I love this film. It's a strong contender for my number one. Again, Robin Williams' performance for me is just mind-blowingly good. The songs, I remember not particularly being attached to the songs when I saw it at first. But then re-watching it, every one of them is so good. And I have, like, like you, DK, I have, like, Disney soundtrack albums. And the amount of times that I've skipped straight to... Um, one jump ahead or um, friend like me or even you know <laughs> if I'm feeling particularly romantic the whole um, oh, what's it called? <laughs> why am I blanking on this? <laughs> whole new world there we go <laughs> I don't know why I blanked on that one so yeah great songs animation pretty stunning great voice work and everything even Dilbert Godfrey does Yago the Parrot I found weirdly amusing and uh, again Jafar great villain um yeah, not really much else I can say. I love this movie and it's it's I adore it and I adore the live action version just as much, unlike most of the world. So yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on Aladdin, <laughs> fellas? Other than what I've already said, I, I don't disagree with you, but I don't think it's that high. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get, but um, yeah, I, I think I give it like a full star. What did I give it? Um, uh, it just connects with me. It's one of those things where it's like I can hear the background music or I can just sort of see scenes from it and stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, it's it's hitting me. It's, it's getting the emotions going. And again, I remember like even playing the like video game versions on the old Sega Mega Drive and stuff. That cartridge. Have you? Oh, yeah. you ledge. <laughs> you, you said, you know, jump on the backs of camels and make them spit shit out. Yeah, this and the Lion King game, which were basically exactly the same game, just completely given a palette swap. Because yeah. the Lion King was the same. You had to jump on, like, giraffes and animals and get flung yeah. into the trees and stuff. But, yeah, the Aladdin one, it was really fun when you started jumping over the, like, the different awnings of the houses with your sword and stuff. Yeah. Like, Did you ever reach the end? Did I, heck? I was never remotely close. I don't know how hard that was. Oh, I was a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we have clearly got very similar childhoods after all. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on Aladdin DK before I move? Uh, I love it. It's it's in my honourables, but whereas we were saying that nothing really stands out on 101 Dalmatians, I didn't come to it until late, and when I did come to it, everything, every time Robin Williams is on the screen, 
I adore it. I can't get enough of it. But when Robin Williams isn't on the screen, I kind of lose interest a little. Oh, dude, the songs are so good. You've got to love one jump. They are right. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, it, I don't think there's been genuinely, you know, with this Pocahontas aside, I've not seen Home on the Range, but I don't think there's genuinely a Disney film that I do not like. Mm. Uh, it's just outside of my top ten. Any, any, this top ten was a lot more difficult than I yeah. initially thought it was gonna be. Because there are many so good contenders. Well, you've seen more than any of us as well, so you've got more potential ones to make your list, I guess. So that's fair enough. Um, so uh, we're over to you next for your number two then. So what's just missing out on your top spot and getting nine points, DK? This is has been incredibly difficult. It mm. This and the number one spot have changed frequently during today alone. But I'm going to have to say number two is... The Lion King. Okay. The Lion King getting nine points from DK. Um, so, yeah, what reasons for it being so high and what potential reason for it not making number one if it did for a little while? I'm intrigued. Uh, to me, this, as a Disney film, it's perfection. It, the voice the voice acting is impeccable. The songs are so memorable. The animation is flawless. I just think they struck gold with this. I think it's one of the just the best things Disney have ever done. The only reason I didn't have it as number one in the end is it doesn't have that childhood attachment. It doesn't have that nostalgia. That's which for you. <laughs> it's no fault of the movie. It's just what you connect with. And as much as I did connect with this movie, the one that kind of swap places with it it does have that connection and at the end of the day as i said earlier disney's kind of bread and butter is you know emotion and it just it's just picked to it because of that other than that i cannot fault this movie i absolutely adore it that's awesome that's fair brilliant enough. um yeah fair enough uh, i will leave that there bill what uh, which, which is the ninth film that you've actually seen what gets nine points from you number two a new film that i didn't even realize i watched otherwise it would be on my 2021 list it's raya and the last dragon okay wow okay dk mm. picked that up and i still haven't seen it so yeah, i can't really cool. comment but i'd love to know sell me on it go for it man okay so i have did a little monologue on this one uh, I wrote, I didn't know I watched this one until I looked at the list you sent me and then I looked it up and I thought, oh shit, I watched that one with my cousins in passing. I didn't uh, really intend to pay attention, but it was one of those surreal moments where the hectic lads just calmed down and we sat down in complete silence and just watched in awe. It was amazing. Uh, my mutual Luca said this and I completely agree and I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it, so Mike being one of them. Um they had to say, Raya and the Last Dragon is a really visually beautiful film. The animation is gorgeous, and I love how stylistic it is. Uh, it is very, very pretty. Uh, I love the culture of the film and how it taps into Chinese mythology. So, Mike, that's probably up your alley as well. Mm. Uh, with each region having completely different vibes to them. The theme of trust is certainly a good one. And I definitely really like Keely Marie Tran as Raya. Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Sisu, personally, uh, but she filled the role they wanted as the wacky side character for merch. Also, the film is pretty predictable, but it's still a great Disney animation. I disagree about um, Sisu. Really liked him, but um, I do agree that it was a little bit predictable. You're but... disagreeing with yourself now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting uh, my friend here. Oh, okay, and, um, 
but they said it's still a great Disney f- animation and they get well I gave I give it should I say this is my school I don't know what they gave it um I give it a 4.5 out of 5 pretty That's damn cool. great and to Mike you should get on it you I really think I would it. like it you it was on it. my list for so long I don't know why I haven't got around to it because I have a feeling I will really like it actually so yeah Kelly definitely going on top really good in this and she deserves yep. you know after the the lamentable way she's been treated in certain corners of oh the, yes <laughs> but no i haven't seen this so i'm just taking it off of you guys uh but again i have a feeling i will so i will watch it and apologies if it ends up being one where i was like oh i wish i had seen that before my top 10 it would have made it because i just haven't and it wasn't on dk's list of ones to watch and i had i had time for three that he told me but they were tangled moana and the emperor's new groove were his top three that he picked so DK, why why did you why did you not pick Raya? Why did you let the side down? Hey, <laughs> right. it was it was on there, it was on there, but you only had a limited. You know, you came to me last night going, "I've got so many to watch." And I thought, "Oh, he's like this, there'll be about a dozen that he's not watched." And you gave me this, thing, <laughs> and I just thought, "Jesus Christ, why are we doing a Disney top 10? So I've seen more than Will. <laughs> so true. I just had to scrabble and put down which ones I thought. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that's it. No, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time for no reason. But yeah, it was just, uh, I think I have seen quite a bit. Like I said, I think easily more than half of, of the 61 films are still pretty good. But yeah, your recommendations were good. I, there wasn't one I disliked. And it was just a simple question of, I was trying to do what Will did. And I was like, I'll watch them in order. So I'll only have watched yeah. the ones that are next up. And then after sitting through Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros, I was like, PK, help me, man. I yeah, really I don't think, want to carry on with this. <laughs> doing that, mate. I think you, you yeah. did it off just saying at that point you know what should i watch rather than start because you know there are some i won't say dreadful ones because like i said there's not there's not something i I, I hate but the pacing and some of the no it's it's not a way to go yeah i mean i will eventually get around to like melody time and make mine music and i think that's the only two really iffy ones because then you hit um ichabod and Mr. Toad, which I'll probably enjoy enough, you know. It's good because it's got Bing Crosby singing in it, Uh, Mm. and I I can't fault make my music. That that was even harder to get on DVD than bloody One One Dalmatians. My parents (sighs) had a a Region One copy from Disney Star in New York, but yeah, it's got Willie the Whale, and you just can't go wrong. (laughs) I think that's the thing, though. That's why I hadn't seen any of these ones because those ones, the like the Disney characters visiting other cultures and animated just musical sequences with the exception of Fantasia they were the ones that you just couldn't get on home media at all so, so the, only, the only reason I saw I saw some of them is is because they took certain sections of those early, earlier movies and put them as little shorts prior to the main feature in the cinema oh I see okay that makes sense fair enough uh, okay, cool. Well, you'll like my sister's number two, so I'll move to that next. Uh, she is giving her nine points to Dumbo. Oh, <laughs> <my story>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I would assume she would like the rest of us kind of decry the racist crows. But again, like DK was saying and like I was saying, even though it wasn't on my list, there's too much to like here. The emotions, the cool songs for the most part, the fact that we grew up from you know, barely being able to talk, listening to the audiobook tape version and singing along with Casey Jr., The Train. And, yeah, it's a very good movie. I think, like I said, if it wasn't for those crows, it would definitely have made my top 10, but I just could not get past that for better or worse. And I don't judge anybody who, like, doesn't want to that to sort of colour the whole movie because, fair enough, it's just for me, I couldn't do it. But, 
yeah, I can't fault my sister having it as her number two. And again, I grew up with her with this movie. So, yeah, nine points from her for that one. So, um, have you seen that or just the live action version, Will? Or neither? Just the live action, mate. Uh, you weren't a fan? Uh, no, like I said, I thought it was uh, decent. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I liked it. I think I gave it a free star. Oh, okay. I would go a little higher, but I like I like most of Tim Burton stuff, even though most people don't, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. Anyway, um, so this is it then. Everybody's number one film. Are we all ready? Hell yeah. I know what Michael's oh. is because it hasn't been mentioned. And hey, there we go. But oh well. <laughs> Everybody knows what mine is. I make no secret of this. So I'm just going to rip off the band-aid and tell you that my number one movie, getting my 10 points, because it's one of my top 10 movies of all time. And for all the reasons DK said and more, it's The Lion King. Of course it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I do have that childhood connection this I can't say it with any certainty, but it might be the second film I ever saw in the cinema. I know the first was Jurassic Park, but I'm not sure if this was immediately after that, because around that same time I did see like Mrs. Doubtfire and Free Willy and stuff in the cinemas. But either way, it was a great cinema experience. And again, it's just a masterpiece. Watching it now, I can kind of, like I was saying with Aladdin, but times 10, the, the background music, even the score, not like even just the songs, but the little like African tribal music in the background, the sort of the, the wisdom of Rafiki type scenes and everything, the Mufasa appearing to Simba. I just can't talk about these things without wanting to gush or almost be in tears because I love this movie so much. I know that it has its critics because I had a friend that I went to university with that was just constantly belittling me and giving it the whole, it's just Hamlet with animals. And I'm like, yeah, and? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just one of the greatest stories ever told by one of our finest writers. It's your problem, man. <laughs> so, and I just love it. I think every every voice actor is perfectly cast in this. Um, every single song or bit of the score is fantastic. The animation is just breathtaking throughout and yeah as i said it's one of my top 10 movies of all time so wow. i could be here all day talking about it but i won't so yeah, that's my uh number one and my 10 points so, uh yeah Lovely. so uh any thoughts on that before we move on i can't yeah. follow that whatsoever i'll come to it <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> <laughs> i had a feeling dk what's your number one and what gets your 10 points and what did you place wrongly above the lion king <laughs> well, as I say, they they switch throughout. They've been switching throughout the week, to be honest. But just because of the childhood connection and what it means, not just to me but to my family, it's Pinocchio. Nice. Ah, okay. So it, um... it's tremendously dark in places, as Will was saying earlier. It scared the crap out of me as a kid when they started growing, you know, donkey yeah. and. Yeah, no crap, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably influenced my outlook on life going forward. But yeah, uh, my mother loved the the book. She's got a storybook from when she was a girl, which she's passed on to me. We've got we ended up getting you know dolls from the Pinocchio dolls from Florence because we're all obsessed with it in this family. And I just think it's nice. just a fantastic little story of you know redemption, and I just love it. And I love Jiminy and. You know, kudos to the guy who's accompanied me on so many adventures in Kingdom Hearts. I've got to give him a high five for that. <laughs> and yeah, I just love it. And the only other thing I've got to say is the uh, the live action movie should be burned. Wow. Oh yes, 
how you muck that up so spectacularly, especially when you have a filmmaker like Robert Zemeckis doing it, man. Talk about disappointing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I, I honestly, I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. It has that childhood connection. And it, I every time I watch it, uh, when you have the, uh, when you wish upon a star, I, I can't help no. well up. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Like I said, the first half of the movie, I just adore, but I just can't get away with the second, personally. But anyway, um, yeah, so we've talked at length about that. But yeah, anything else you want to say before we uh, move on? No, that's that's it. I'm, drop I'm dropping my mic. So yeah, that's Pinocchio gets your 10 points. So Will, uh, over to you then, again, with your very limited okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Disney movies. What is so, your number one and what are you giving 10 points to? Uh, my number one to give 10 points to is... Drum roll, please. Sorry, on screen, mate. <laughs> Oliver and Company. Really? No, it's the Lion King. <laughs> you had me, oh, yeah, man. You, had me. <laughs> you genuinely thought, nah, the Lion King, uh, the Olmo feel good film. Let's be honest. I'm surprised that DK didn't give it number one, to be honest with Feel you, good? Right? Dude, I can't watch the death of Mufasa yet. Bruce was famous color and. Energy, be prepared is a great song. Yes, Pumba is an awesome addition. By far, my favorite Disney film. And I was like I said earlier, I watched this on a projector university, perhaps not how you may watch it, hence why I never logged it. But goddamn, I didn't mean go to uh, I didn't mean to go home and watch it properly, but never did. That's my fault. Uh, but yes, yeah, really great, and for the exact same reasons that Mike said, and like again, be prepared is my favorite song. Awesome. Anyway, regardless, so you give the Lion King uh, your ten points, then will yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's your number I'm one. To see the podcast leaderboard. Uh, well, again, we'll get there, but um, I have to finish off with everybody's number ones, and I have to give you my sister's number one, of course. Uh, which, um, again, I, I, I would love to explain the reasons why, but I know that DK is going to be a very happy person because my sister's number one was Pinocchio. <laughs> Nice. Oh, <laughs> I I can't explain it. I, I, I again, we watched it together. You would think we'd have the same experience, but she obviously came away very differently to me. But then she had the Lion King a lot lower as well, so it's one of those things where we obviously just differ in that experience. And yeah, for all the reasons DK said, I can't fault her. She probably would agree with you, DK, a lot of the time, or um if not completely and totally so and again i think it might just be you know because we have happy memories because this one i do this one more than anything i do remember watching at my grandparents house a lot because as you said it's only like 40 minutes or something long anyway so <laughs> we used to watch it constantly because it's quite short and uh yeah lots of memories from this one so yeah there we go that's her uh yeah. 10 points and her number one so um i will now disappear for a little bit to do some quick maths and calculations um, I have, I forgot to say earlier, but I have a list from my nephew, Harry, which is my sister's son, because um, he also did a list in, in case we need it, if there's any need for a tiebreaker, uh, should a lot of the films come with the same score, because there's not huge difference. Hopefully we won't need it, but I will let you know about that when I come back, uh, you know, with the final top 10. But in the meantime, DK, whilst I'm busy, I believe you have the audience feedback for us. Yeah, don't feel you've got to rush back for this, Mike. Go and grab a, you know, a sandwich or something. Oh, I have time. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with uh, Mike's brother, Sam. He's, uh, did he give any particular order for these, Mike? Or? Um, I don't think he did, unless they're in 
the order. No, we didn't number them, but I think yeah, they probably. I'll just I'll just read them out then. Yeah, oh, no, I think they are because he has the honourable mention last, so I think they're from one to ten. Okay then. So uh, number ten, I'm guessing he's got Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Hercules. Uh, eight, Pinocchio. Seven, Moana. Six, Lilo and Stitch. At number five, he's got Big Hero 6. Number four, Lion King. Number three, Peter Pan. Two, Aladdin. And one, Little Mermaid. And he's also given an honourable mention uh, for Alana, who is Mike's niece. And she's picked Frozen. Okay. Uh, we've got 27-year-old Trekkie, which is T-Trekkie at Mastodon.world. Over on Mastodon, obviously. Uh, he's put Treasure Planet for sure. Haven't watched it in so long, but need to make a point. Sheep. To that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Uh, would love to cosplay some of the characters from Treasure Planet soon as well. Apologies for that, 27-year-old Trekkie. Uh, BC Clarity Carlton Martin. Um, I think this is on uh, Mastodon. Uh, they say Fantasia. I think that was Leopold Stokowski conducting. My undergrad conducting professor was a big believer in his back concept. And Crafantal on Mastodon says, in no particular order, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Sleeping Beauty, Bambi, Fantasia, The Emperor's New Groove, The Rescuers, and Oliver and Company. Now, Stephanie on uh, Mastodon says top five today in brackets so i'm guessing hers changes daily also is frozen tangled lion king brave and princess and the frog uh although mike you know pointed out that uh, brave is pixar but otherwise a good list now beverly and rudd was this on facebook mike yes those are my facebook friends all, all right all friends yep. from school on my facebook yeah yeah, Beverly on Facebook says, Alice in Wonderland was my favourite film as a child. The rest of my top ten are The Rescuers, Robin Hood, The Lion King, Wreck-It Ralph, The Emperor's New Groove, Lady and the Tramp, Fox and the Hound, Dumbo, 101 Dalmatians, and they're not in order because that's just too hard. Uh, Stacy Louise Hillhouse uh, put number eight, Cinderella, number seven, Alice in Wonderland. She did put Bedknobs and Broomsticks, but that's not a classic animation, so we'll forget that until the live action one. Uh, number five, Pinocchio, four, Bambi, three, Lion King, two, Beauty and the Beast, one, Dumbo. And Amy Goffin says top three in no particular order, Beauty and the Beast, Lilo and Stitch, and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Nice to see uh, somebody else appreciating that one, Amy. Thank you. Uh, Kiki Lai uh, says, number five, Sword in the Stone, four, Robin Hood, three, Aladdin, two, Emperor's New Groove, and one, Alice in Wonderland. Janie Jane says, number 10, Beauty and the Beast, nine, Frozen, eight, Sleeping Beauty, seven, Moana, six, Hercules, five, Mulan, four, Encanto, three, Aladdin, two, Lion King, one, Little Mermaid. And uh, Nick Herring, hello Nick, says number five, Mulan, number four, Tangled, three, Moana, two, Aladdin, and surprise, surprise, number one, Emperor's New Groove. And yes, that is the person I was speaking about earlier. Nick is probably not speaking to me any longer. Uh, we've got Ryan Nilsson. Uh, he says, dinosaur, please. 
Heck, I'll come on. Is that the one that you were talking about earlier, Mike? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> the guy who's uh, he's been on YouTube on various sort of film channels and stuff, and I know that he's one of the people that worked on the kind of effects and stuff on She-Hulk, so he's in the industry, basically. <laughs> oh, wow. If he likes Dinosaur, I will have to check that one out. And uh, Hildreth uh, underscore zero zero says, for me, it's The Lion King followed by Wreck-It Ralph. That's um, J. Hildreth. I should really have written that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Mario Bowser four nine four. I'm guessing this is on our disc Discord. Child, uh, legend. These are all Discord. Yeah, I have written on that one. That's actually Jamie from all of the various things you'll have seen. <laughs> Nerd him on yeah. Doctor Who game shows, etc. Yeah, he's give us quite a, an exhaustive list. Uh, so I'll go through it if that's all right. You still got the time for this, Mike? I have plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> and this has been the real podcast. Just saying. Uh, he says 30s, he's, he's broken it down into eras. He's put 30 slash 40s, Pinocchio. He, he's always like that, despite the plot making little sense. And 50, for the 50s, he's got Peter Pan, racism aside. I find the film really fun and he's his childhood favourite. I think that's the theme that's coming through on a lot of these. 60s, he's got The Jungle Book, just a really fun and enjoyable film throughout, which I have bias to, as I did a production of it on a cruise ship once. 70s, he's got Robin Hood, enjoyable, fun, and timeless Robin Hood adaptation, which I always enjoy re-watching. For the 80s, he's got Great Mouse Detective. He's been getting into Sherlock Holmes stuff recently, so he appreciates this more. The 80s were rough, but this was a gem. For the 90s, he has Beauty and the Beast. It's his favourite classic Disney movie with great songs, great animation, and a really great story. Everyone knows why it's great. The 2000s, he's got Lilo and Stitch, balances a fun sci-fi story with a heartbreaking human story brilliantly. For the 2010s, he's got Zootopia. Used to be my favourite Disney movie, but in retrospect, the villain isn't great. However, I still love it. The mystery is always engaging and the message on prejudice may seem hammered in, but I don't mind it as it's an important message to hammer in. And for the 2020s, he's got Encanto, only 2020s Disney movie seen, but he doesn't care as he still loved it. Uh, and then oh, there's a word here that's blocked out, but uh, surface pressure, I believe, better than We Don't Talk About Bruno, by the way. Oh, yeah, surface pet, uh, pressure, the song is better than the song We Don't Talk About Bruno um, from um, from Encanto, which oh, I agree with. <laughs> right, we've got uh, one from Toby here on the server. He says, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen most of the older classics. Also, this will be almost exclusively only be me remembering what I thought when I first watched them, as I didn't rewatch any of them for some this may be when i was five so not the most reliable list and he goes uh is, is this serious he's at number 12 he's got ralph breaks the internet yeah i think he is serious unfortunately <laughs> yeah. moving on uh at 11 he's got bolt 10 encanto 901 dalmatians eight princess and the frog seven brother bear six the lion king at number five, he's got The Emperor's New Groove. He doesn't remember the movie much, but he knows he loved the TV series afterwards, so he'll probably really like the movie as well. At number four, he's got Zootopia. He remembers this movie giving me a lot of fun and energy, even though it was not that deep, and honestly, that is the vibe I'm sometimes just looking for. At number three, he's got Wreck-It Ralph. As a gamer, this one already has a head start, but besides that, I also think the movie is a great story and a lot of fun energy. The sequel, though, it was rough. Okay. But he's got it at number 12. I, I'm lost. Uh, number two, Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under. To be honest, he likes the second one a little bit more, 
He thinks he's not watched them since childhood. And at number one, he's got Tangled, which he says is amazing, just so funny, but also really exciting and just empowering at the same time. I adore this movie so much. Uh, Sourish Guide uh, has at number 10, Oliver and Company, nine, Sword in the Stone, eight, Aladdin, seven, Robin Hood, six, Hercules, five, Encanto, four, Basil the Great Mouse Detective, three, Tangled, two, Tarzan, and one, Wreck-It Ralph, and he also... Ralph <laughs> you are? Big up Theo, that's Theo from our horror uh, episode. Oh, I, I love it. None. Look at your sticks. Bloody names all over the place, man. Uh, <laughs> he also lists Ralph breaks the internet as a, and I quote, effing disgrace to cinema. So, yeah. Uh, Dublium as at number five, The Emperor's New Groove. Four, Lilo and Stitch. Three, Zootopia. Two, Encanto, and at number one, Wreck-It Ralph. There's a lot of Wreck-It Ralphs uh, going going around on this. It's pretty cool. Uh, John from Trekkermind uh, says, number 10, Emperor's New Groove. Nine, Tangled. Eight, The Jungle Book. Seven, Aladdin. Six, Encanto. At number five, 101 Dalmatians. Four, Hercules. Three, Beauty and the Beast. Two, Robin Hood. And at number one, Mulan. And Adrienne, uh, she's got quite an exhaustive list here. Her favourites, Moana, Frozen, Princess and the Frog, Meet the Robinsons, Treasure Island, Lilo and Stitch, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, Rescuers, Great Mouse Detective, Aristocats and Sword and the Stone. Although she does list her top five as The Great Mouse Detective, Princess and the Frog, Beauty and the Beast, Moana, and uh, Mulan, and I've got a couple more here, if you just bear with me. Uh, Jennifer from uh, Facebook, who you'll be seeing uh, more of in uh, times to come on the podcast. She says, The Little Mermaid and Lion King were my favourites growing up, while over on Hive, Runa says, I'm a sucker for The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast, and over on Tumblr, The Girl Who Waited says, Disney here, and then she lists uh, 20. Uh, she's a Snow White, Fantasia, Cinderella, Peter Pan, Robin Hood, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Mulan, Tarzan, Emperor's New Groove, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, Frozen 2, Raya, and Encanto. And then she says, oops, I better stop there, top 20, or it will never end. And Kelly, I, I adore you for picking Encanto as your, I assume, number one. No, no, she's she's put them in no particular. Oh, okay. So, well, at least you had Encanto on your list anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that's that concludes our quite exhaustive for for this one uh, audience participation. Indeed. Well, I have done the calculations, and I will say um, it was a bit of a mess. There was a lot of things on the same score, so I did have to include my nephew Harry's. Um, that's my sister's son, um, because he did make his own list. And uh, I'll just quickly go through that before you'll see why. And again, that completely changes our top 10. And Will will be happy about at least one thing here. Um, so his number 10 for one point was Lilo and Stitch. His number nine was Winnie the Pooh. His number eight was Zootopia or Zootropolis, whichever it's called. His number seven was Dinosaur. Number six was Tarzan. Number five was Peter Pan. Number four was The Lion King. Number three was Wreck-It Ralph. Number two was Big Hero 6. And his number one was Bolt. <laughs> Greatest. <laughs> Greatest. How, how, <laughs> how old is he? 
Oh, he's uh, 14, I think. <laughs> I just Almost you. 14, I think. <laughs> well, if your sister's listening to this and you got it wrong, give him hell next time you see Mike. <laughs> he's he's 13, but he turns 14 next September. So, you know. I think. Oh, so he's, he's <laughs> 14 then. Okay, I see. That's what happens when you reach that age, no? <laughs> so yeah, that's, I obviously folded those scores in the same way into the top 10 to give us a top 10. Unfortunately, it still didn't quite work. So we've ended up with a top 11 because we have a joint number 10. But that's the only thing. There's that and one other joint score and otherwise it breaks up nicely. Um, so without further ado, drum roll. Here is the podcast's top 10 Disney movies in reverse order. And I will tell you their point scores as well. So... At joint number 10, with 10 points, is both Peter Pan and Wreck-It Ralph. Um, at, at number 9, with 12 points, is Big Hero 6. Nice. Uh, at number 8, with 13 points, is Dumbo. <laughs> at number 7, with 14 points, it's Alice in Wonderland. At joint number 5, with 15 points each, is both Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, at number four, with 18 points, is Bolt, purely <laughs> based oh, no, on, yeah. on Will and Harry's scores. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> At number three, with 19 points, just one point above that, is The Little Mermaid. At number two, with 25 points, is Pinocchio. And number one, Streets Ahead, with 40 points, is the Lion King. So, there we have it. I can't fault that. I love the Lion King, so I'm just pleased that came in first. And yeah, last minute dash for Bolt, as it turns out, <laughs> secured at a number four spot. So you've got a lot to thank my nephew for there, Will. <laughs> thank you, mate. Thank but, uh, you. Yeah. Any other thoughts from either of you guys on that top ten? I think that's a pretty good top 10, actually. I'm not disappointed that uh, Pinocchio was in second place because I think it's uh, well-deserved for Lanky. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a nice mix when you look at it as well, of sort of classic, middle, and recent. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. You guys and, just uh, have to watch... Well, Mike, you have to watch Roy and the, uh, and the Last Dragon. Definitely. Well, you, have to wa- you have to watch, like, 60 movies. So all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I will, I will get to that I'll definitely, so... Yeah, exactly. But no, that's uh, I, I like that list. I think it's really good. So, And I will say, hearing the audience feedback from UDK, it was amazing how there was some commonality, but there was also some that we just didn't even mention that were people's favourites. And I love that about Disney. Everyone's got kind of a story or yeah, a link or something. They're on particular favourite. Yeah, definitely. So what about you? If you've listened to this and you didn't contribute to our feedback, um, by all means, contact us on our various social medias, which you can find in the description below. Um, and you know, uh, yeah, contact us via all of those and or on the comments in this YouTube video and let us know what your top Disney movies are or if you agree or disagree with our list, but it's finalized. So that's the podcast's top 11. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. it just remains now for me to say thank you so much to both of you, uh, other co host chaps, for joining me for this. Of course, no problem. Thanks for inviting me, actually. No problem, and thanks for uh, yeah. We we ended up with the it's a good range of ages and people with the the amount of Disney film seen. So thank you, Will, and thanks DK for being the knowledgeable one here. <laughs> no problem. I've got to be knowledgeable on something, mate. Yeah, it's, it, don't don't get used to it, audience. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> 
I joke, I joke. Wait till you hear his knowledge of Doctor Who's wilderness years. But anyway, so um, that'll conclude this uh, special top 10 Disney films. Uh, Stay tuned because we will be back in one week's time uh, for a timely review of the movie Avatar. Uh, Wow. we will be joined by Sandra Evanson uh, from our first man review for that. And then after oh, that, a week, one week later, we have our Christmas special, which we will keep close to our chest for now. But, you know, it's out there if you want to go looking for what it might be. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do join us again for that. Stay tuned to the podcast. Like, share, spread us around. We're trying our best to grow. So if you do know anybody that's into movies that enjoys this kind of nonsense, then by all means, uh, send them our way. And yeah. Uh, any last words from either of you chaps then? Please don't kill me. Nah, that's. I'll leave it up to you, mate. No worries. So, yeah, join us again then. And uh, it just remains for me to say, in the epic words of Arnie, we'll be back. I'll be back. You have been listening to the Silver Screen Podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Behind the scenes sections and additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timeless journey. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Silver Screen Podcast or look for the Silver Screen Podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast Production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.